Good morning. <laughs> Praise uh, Yahuwah and thank him for his goodness. And it is good to be with you. And I have asked to introduce myself. So I am Dr. Brenda Robinson. I am from Jacksonville, Florida. I was reared as a Baptist by my parents. Um, and I'm thankful for that rearing because my mother taught us to believe in Yah and to um, you know, love him. And in about 1984, I was introduced to the Worldwide Church of God. Um, and I actually, actually was in 83, because I was at um, the university. I was about to graduate, and I had a very good friend who was um, Robert Bryan, as a matter of fact. Hope Ryan, Robert is doing well. But I was trying to convince Ryan, Brian that he should become a Christian instead of being an agnostic. When I first met him, he was an atheist. And, by the time we got to be seniors, he had become an agnostic. He went out into the wilderness and he saw the splendor of the surroundings and he began to think that maybe there was a mighty one. So I was trying to convince Robert of um, becoming a Christian and how wonderful that would be. And Robert introduced me to the Plain Truth magazine. And of course I read that magazine and I saw some things in there that I thought was very wonderful and then I had some things that I would question. And I began to um, communicate with the Worldwide Church of God and I began to read the Plain Truth magazine. And so I was really willing to see what was in the Bible. And so Mr. Armstrong, Herbert W. Armstrong, and the Plain Truth magazine, the World Tomorrow broadcast, introduced me to the Sabbath and Holy Days, and I embraced it. There was no pushback. I saw it in the Bible. And so I started um, keeping the Sabbath and the Holy Days in 1984. I became a baptized member of the Worldwide Church of God in 1986. I continued with the Worldwide Church of God until they kind of <laughs> went away. <laughs> they became, I think, Grace Community International or something like that. And that became, I don't even know exactly what they became because I didn't stay with them. But it was sort of like Sunday, Christmas, Easter, you know, mainstream Christianity. And I, I just wasn't going back to that since I learned about the Sabbath and the Holy Days. And so I became... Um, affiliated with the United Church of God, and I continued with that affiliation until about 2016 when I was kind of, um, went on my way because I learned about Yahuwah's name, although at the time I thought it was Yahweh and Yahshua, and because I wanted to praise and worship the name of Yeshua and Yahusha, um, Yahweh at the time, I ended up going to a sacred name uh, assembly in 2015. It was actually Yahweh's Philadelphia Truth Congregation. That was my first affiliation. And then I um, began to um, affiliate for the feast with the Yahweh's Restoration Ministries. And one of the sisters that I met back in Yahweh's Philadelphia Truth Congregation introduced me to Matthew Nolan and the uh, Torah to the Tribes. And so that particular year, I went to two feast flights. I went to YRM. I went by to pick up Phyllis. <laughs> Y'all sent me to get Phyllis. <laughs> and then I, I, I came on to Torah to the Tribes, and I've been with Torah to the Tribes ever since. And I, I love uh, Yahuwah, I love Yahusha, I love the Word, and I love all of you. Of you. And I <laughs> thank Y'all for, I, I, I thank Y'all very much for um, his, his provisions and his dealing with me because I feel like for me I know it's a journey. Uh, I know that when I was a Baptist and I was a believer I had faith in Yah 
I had a love for Yah, and based upon what I knew, I tried to be his um, diligent servant. So as I've grown, I've learned more. As I continue to grow and learn more, I hope I will be um, malleable to be who Yah wants me to be. So that's my little introduction. <laughs> so today, um, my, uh, I didn't really know how to, how to title this, but I decided to do Forgiveness is Necessary for Victory. Um, this is pretty much a, a, a continuation of what I began to uh, share with you um, the first time I spoke and a little more the second time. So we're going to um, continue and we'll end up talking about the importance of forgiveness and beyond that, the importance of love because I believe that the key to forgiveness is love. And it's interesting that some of the sisters and I were, 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 were discussing the importance of love uh, earlier today and I was uh, I made note of the fact that I had already uh, included that in this presentation so we're going to be ending up on, on those uh, topics but forgiveness is necessary for victory so first I say greetings to the elect and by that I mean you this is from first Peter 1 and 2 and through 5 and just notice how we are considered the elect. So greetings to all of you, the elect, according to the foreknowledge of Yah the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Yahushua Messiah, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the Yah and Father of our Master Yahushua Messiah, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Yahushua Messiah from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of Yahushua is made possible through the sacrifice of our Messiah Yahushua. And in doing that process, Yah has sanctified us and justified us and brought us into a right relationship with Him. And it's not just for now, it's for a lively hope that we have, that we're going to have an inheritance that's incorruptible and undefiled, that will not fade away, that's reserved for us by Yah now, and that it will be um, for us in the time that will be revealed in the future. And that in the meantime, Yah has given us his power, his Holy Spirit, to keep us, um, and we are to have faith and Yah in his word. So as I was saying uh, before, we need to know who we are. And when we know who we are, that will help us in fulfilling our purpose and seeing and preparing for the, the bigger picture. So again, I just want to emphasize that um, Yah's word is truth. So don't hang on my words, hang on Yah's words. And I, I, I pray and hope, uh, and I hope you're praying for me too, and all of your speakers, that we will not say anything that is not true. We will not say anything that Yah does not want us to say. But the emphasis is that Yah's word is truth, and that is what we should be focusing on, and that is what I, I like to try to, um, to, to give, okay? Not my words, but Yah's words. So you'll see I have a lot of scripture, and um, hopefully the things that I say will line up with the scriptures. So um, Yahushua was praying for his disciples 
uh, right before he was to be you know, impaled. And he prayed to Yah and he told him to sanctify them through truth and that Yahuwah's word was truth. So that is truth. Yahuwah's word is truth. My word is truth only if I agree with Yahuwah's word. Yahuwah's spirit, as I said before, teaches us truth. And that is also something that Yahushua was sharing with his disciples uh, on his last night with them before he was to suffer for us and then to die. He said the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, who the Father would send in Yahushua's name, he was going to teach all things and bring all things to the disciples' remembrance concerning what he said to them. So I do believe that that same power Yah has given us to help us in this journey and to help us no truth and to teach us. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes about the fact that the Holy Spirit teaches us spiritual things and that it is um, those spiritual things that we're taught by the Holy Spirit that helps us to understand things concerning Yah that people who don't have Yah's Holy Spirit, who are more carnal-minded, fleshly-oriented, um, blinded by the deceiver, may not understand. So 1 Corinthians 2.12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of Yah, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of Yah, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of Yah, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can, we know, can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So again, Yah's Holy Spirit is a wonderful gift that he's given us, and he's given it so that we can understand his spiritual things. So we can understand why he has called us, and hopefully some of what he is doing with us now and will be doing with us in the future. Now that isn't to say that we are going to have 100% complete, total, perfect understanding concerning Yahuwah and everything that Yahuwah is doing. The first Corinthians, I think Paul tells us that we see dimly as through a mirror, as through a glass, and that we, won't, we don't necessarily understand it all now, but we'll see more later in time. So that is it. But I also believe that since the scripture says that Yah is not a respecter of persons, the degree to which we are able to draw close to Yah and understand Yah's ways and be led by Yah's spirit and to grow in knowledge and relationship with Yah is dependent upon us in terms of how much do we want it, how willing, how much are we seeking. Um, if we, you know, draw close to him, he'll draw close to us. And he's not a respected person. So in my mind, that makes me feel like, some, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I feel like just as close as Daniel was to you, Yah, I have an opportunity to be that close. Just as much faith as Daniel had in Yah, I have an opportunity and you have an opportunity. So it, it is dependent upon us and whether or not we will draw close to Yah and we will avail ourselves of the um, tools that he has given us in this life in order to be more spiritually minded and to be more like him. 
Yahushua is the way, the truth, and the life. They were asking him to show them the way, and he said um, to, to uh, the one that was asking, it might have been Philip, I'm not sure who, but he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So I did mention that before. So it's just another reminder that Yah has provided the means uh, of us. We, um, the next scripture I think I have tells us that there's no other means of salvation except through him. This is Peter. He was talking to the people. I think they wanted to, um, I think this was when they were asking about some healing or so. And he identified that Yahushua was the uh, only means for salvation. So let's read this. This is from Acts chapter 4. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto them, You rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, they'd healed, right? And they were being questioned about that. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Yahushua Messiah of Nazareth, whom you have crucified, whom Yah raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now, I will say here that um, um, the, most of these verses are from um, Esau, and I did replace the words like God with Yah, right? And Jesus Christ with Yahushua Messiah. But, you know, that's how I refer to them now. So I went ahead and made that, that change. So do understand that. Okay, I took that liberty. <laughs> I took that liberty. So now let's review some of the topics that we covered previously. And it is some of what I just finished covering. But my first um, talk to you, I, I dealt a little bit with this concept of generational sin or curses. And I stated that we have a remedy. And our remedy, again, is Yahushua Messiah, our Redeemer. He, he is the means through which we can have forgiveness. And we can be made whole in Yah. And we can be um, released from curses through him. We are called of Yah, and we are equipped to do the work Yah has called us to do. That is what I was saying um, in the second presentation as well as in the first. And we'll be talking about that a little bit more, about who we are as a result of our calling, and perhaps some of the work that Yah has equipped us with his Holy Spirit um, to do. So again, to help us overcome challenges in this life, we need to be reminded, we need to remind ourselves of who we are, and then we need to avail ourselves of the power that Yah has given us, that is Yah's Holy Spirit, to help us live this life. We need to avail ourselves of that power, and we need to know that we have access to that power. And I didn't write this verse down, but it says what, um, who said this? Did Yahushua say this or did one of the disciples say this? I think it was one of the disciples. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yes? So we have power that we can, as scripture says, we can resist the devil 
and he will flee from us and we can also um, you know tell him like Yahushua did get behind me if he's tempting us right we don't have to succumb we can resist him we have power over him we did say I did say that we are to forgive others so that we will receive Yahuwah's forgiveness for our own sins and another way people think of sins, your failures, your disobedience, your shortcomings, all those things that you would like to have done differently or you did wrong or you think they've been harmful in your life, we can have forgiveness by asking for forgiveness, by repenting, by acknowledging our sin and seeking forgiveness. Um, should died for us to receive that forgiveness. And Yah has made that forgiveness available to us because he loves us. So Yahuwah is great and he has great plans for us and not only us, but for the entire world. That's what we read in the scriptures. And we'll, have, we'll read a, a few of those verses. A few of those verses. And I will say here that while I'm saying that Yahuwah is great and has great plans for us and for the entire world, uh, in the last talk, I'm gonna be focusing primarily on Yahuwah and who he is and how wonderful and great he is and how we can uh, rely on him. And if we could focus our um, attention and our faith in him and trust him that we can weather whatever comes our way and we can prepare ourselves, help allow him to prepare us for the future. So we are called to grow spiritually in this life so that we can participate with Yah in his redemption of the world and the establishment of his eternal kingdom. Those are some of the things that we covered previously and those are some of the things that we're gonna speak more on today. The first talk, again, we, we talked about curses and blessings and here we, our review is that we reach the conclusion from reading Yah's word that if we obey Yahuwah, this leads to blessings in life. That's what he told the Israelites, and that's what you'll find reading the word, that if we obey Yahuwah, it will lead to blessings in life. Yahuwah does not tell us to do things for our, 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 our harm. He tells us to do things for our good. So if we trust him and we obey him, we will be blessed, and then we will enjoy eternal life in his kingdom. If we disobey Yahuwah, then that disobedience can lead to curses, unhappiness, and death, ultimately death, if we continue to disobey him. And you can imagine that if, if Yahuwah is gonna establish his kingdom, why would he want rebellious subjects in his kingdom, right? Why would he want people who does not want to be under his rulership, his authority, who does not like his plans and his designs. <laughs> I mean, why would you want that? <laughs> okay, so we, we looked at some steps if we felt that we were under a curse and it's all summarized in this last um, um, uh, item. We need to recognize Yahuwah's sacrifice covers our sins. We need to confess our sins and repent of our sins and maybe even the sins of our fathers if we feel like we are under some kind of curse. We have to forgive others that have sinned against us. We have to ask 
um, Yahuwah to forgive us for our sins. We have to commit ourselves to obeying Yahuwah. And we ask Yahuwah then to release us from any kind of curses or any spiritual hindrances that are in our lives. And then we trust that Yahuwah will forgive us in accordance with our um, asking him. And of course, there's one that I think I forgot to put here, and that is that we will make sure that we, in obeying Yahuwah, that it, that includes not practicing idolatry or putting anything above Yahuwah. We want to make sure that in our obedience that we are committing ourselves to be Yahuwah's servants and servants of no other mighty one or master above and beyond Yahuwah. And once we do that, then we can claim blessings that Yahuwah has said that he would give us because we trust him to be faithful and to do what he says he will do. So that's kind of a summary of some of what we talked about. But here I am saying again that understanding who we are will help us claim and enjoy Yahuwah's blessings if we understand who we are. So last time we looked at some of the things that scripture says that we are. Now, I'm not listing here, of course, everything that scripture says, okay? And we won't read all of these, but I'll just, I'll just call them off. And there's some verses here if you, if you want to write them down or you can look at them later or whatever. But these are just some of the things that Yahuwah says about us. And we should keep these things in mind when we're facing challenges. We, it's important to know who Yahuwah says we are, who he considers us to be, and who he wants us to be, who he's called us to be, who he has equipped us to be. So first, we're called by Yahuwah. In many verses, it mentions that we're called, but Romans 8, 28, 1 Peter 2, 1, 2, 9, and 1 Peter particularly says that we're called you know, from darkness into light. So when we were alienated from Yahuwah, when we didn't know him, we didn't know his word, we didn't have a relationship with Yahusha, we had not been forgiven, maybe our minds were all cloudy and we were in the world and we were just feeling lost and who knows what was going on with us. We were called out of that. We called into a relationship with Yahuwah and we've called, been called from darkness into light. We have been chosen by Yahuwah and Yahusha. We're chosen. We're chosen. We're the chosen ones. <laughs> you know. So, and again, like I said, it's like when Yahuwah called Abraham, when Yahuwah dealt with Joseph, Moses, we can think about ourselves along those lines. We've been called by Yahuwah. We've been called. Uh, he has a purpose for us. And think about what we have available to us in these last times, last days. Abraham didn't have the scriptures that we have, right? We have those scriptures. We have the history. We have the lessons. We have the examples set by those others that have been recorded for us to read, to be encouraged by, to learn from. We have Yahuwah's spirit. We are blessed to have our eyes and ears open to Yahuwah's truth. That's what Yahusha told his disciples. Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and blessed are your ears, for they hear. And he said that there were many others 
before them who had wanted to see and understand and hear what they now had the opportunity to see and understand. So let's remember that we are blessed to have our eyes and ears open to Yahuwah's truth. Yahuwah has called us, he's chosen us, he's given us hearing, the ability to hear, and the ability to see things that others did not see and did not understand. Yahushua refers to us as friends. Okay, we are friends. We are his friends and his brethren, but his friends. And we'll see a scripture, of course, when he says, you know, um, as a result of love, you know, he laid down his life for his friends, for us. We are children of Yahuwah. Um, we're told many times that we are children of Yahuwah. When um, Peter and, and probably James and John and everybody are, are, are writing their letters, they're referring to the readers of those letters as children of Yahuwah. And that, we will see, means that as children, again, we have access to Yahuwah as our loving Father when we need things from even in terms of physical provisions, but also spiritual things from him. And not only that, we'll see that it says that that means we got joint heirs with Yahushua. So the many things that are ahead for us in the kingdom that are too wonderful for us to imagine or to know, we can look forward to an inheritance. That's what, was, what Peter was talking about, an inheritance in the last times. Scripture says that we are heirs of Yahuwah. We've been adopted. We are his children. We are joint heirs with Yahusha. So there are some wonderful things ahead for us that we will be inheriting as a result of who we are as his children. Yahusha told his disciples that they were the salt of the earth. The salt of the earth. Now when you think about salt in terms of food, well, it makes your food taste better, right? But salt, I think, is also used to preserve things, right? Maybe can heal. Matter of fact, I drank some, uh, some supplement that a sister gave me that was supposed to help my body retain water. <laughs> so salt can have many, many useful uh, functions, But we are the salt of the earth. So that means what? We, we have a purpose to do something beneficial to people on the earth. And he says if the salt has lost its saltiness, I'll say, uh, what use is it? What good is it? So in other words, we need to be about being who Yahushua has called us to be, who Yahushua has equipped us, equipped us to be. We need to be about doing the work that Yahushua has for us to do, that Yahuwah has for us to do. It says that we are the light of the world. And it says, what, you don't want to put your light under a bushel. You want to put your light on a hill so it can be seen. So again, we've been called out of darkness into light. And we are the light of the world. So that means that we should be helping others that Yahuwah puts in our life in as much as it is um, something that we're able to do, we should be helping them see, or trying to help them see the light, see Yahushua, to see Yahuwah, and the fact that he loves them, and that he wants good for them, 
that he has provided Yahushua to redeem them too, right? Now, of course, we can't make anyone accept anything just as no one made you accept anything. You had to respond to what you heard voluntarily. What Yahushua um, called his disciples, he didn't put a rope on them and drag them, right? He says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. He didn't put a rope on them and drag them along, right? And it's the same thing with you and me, and it's the same thing with everybody else. We can't drag anybody. We can't force it on anybody. We can only share. We can only do what Yahushua told his disciples to do. Preach the gospel, maybe. Spread the word. You know, be ready to give a witness, to give a testimony. Be ready to answer if someone asks for the hope that is within you. Why are you so happy, Sandy? Why do you have so much joy? Sandy, Sandy can say, because of Yahushua, because of Yahuwah, because I've been redeemed, <laughs> you know, because I know the truth, because I have peace, you know, that, that, that's the kind of thing. When someone sees us reflecting Yahuwah's light as we should be, walking in his spirit as we should be, demonstrating love and joy and peace and long-suffering and patience, and kindness and gentleness and self-control. Let me say, how can you control your temper? Why didn't that upset you? That's your opportunity to be the witness that you should be, to, to spread the light, the word, to point people to Yahuwah and Yahusha, to let people know that there's something ahead better than this sinful world, that Yahuwah's kingdom is coming. You'll see, um, in some verses that Yahushua preached about the coming kingdom of Yah. The disciples preached about the coming kingdom of Yah. I'm telling you about the coming kingdom of Yah. And so you should be telling other people about the coming kingdom of Yah. And that again is what I think this, all these holy days is about. That's what I think this Feast of Tabernacles is about. It's about us getting our minds wrapped around the fact that Yahuwah's kingdom is coming. And that we are preparing to be part of that kingdom, to be kings and priests in that kingdom. That we are preparing for that. That we're looking forward to that. That is where our hope comes from. Our inspiration when we're maybe feeling a little challenged. I am a servant of the Most High. I have been called. I have been chosen. I have been blessed. I have been given his spirit. He loves me. He is preparing a kingdom for me and others. So again, we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are peacemakers. Someone said we are peacemakers. You know, in the um, Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, did it say for theirs is the kingdom? Blessed are the peacemakers. So we are called to be the peacemakers. We are drawn to Yahuwah by Yahuwah. Yahuwah, in other words, the, the, the scripture says that we can't come unless Yahuwah draws us. So he draws us. He doesn't drag us, but he draws us. He, he opens our minds, or at least he gives us an opportunity to hear. He pulls on our heartstrings, so to speak, but he doesn't force himself on us. When, even when he 
gave the Israelites the, 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 his guidance. He told them, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you may live. If you obey me, I will bless you. If you disobey me, I will curse you. He told them what the situation was, but they had full choice, right? Full choice, full freedom choice. And so it's the same thing with us. It's the same thing with, every, with everybody that we would share this good news with, the gospel, the good news, right? Anybody that we share the good news with, they have to make a choice. They have to choose to accept what Yahuwah has done for them. Yahusha died for the sins of the world, not just your sins and my sins. For Yah so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, you know, shall not perish but have life eternal, right? That's the way it says pretty much, right? So it's like he died for the entire world, but those who will receive that blessing are those who will accept him, right? who will express faith in him, who will be willing to repent of their sins and receive salvation. We've been set free from the control of Satan. Again, we, we can uh, submit to Yahuwah and we can resist the devil. That's what it says in James 4, 7. And of course, we've been redeemed from life, from death to life in, in Yahusha. We've been redeemed from death to life. That's what Peter tells us. And Peter's probably not the only one that tells us that, right? But that's just one verse. We are delivered from the present evil world. Now, we still are in the world, but we're delivered from what? The control, the power of the world. We don't have to go along with the world. We can do something different. We can be called out. We can be set apart. We can be holy. We can be Yahuwah's people representing him. We're not locked into being Satan's people following him. Everybody else is doing what they're doing. You know, we don't have to do that, whatever it is, right? The evils of this world, we do not have to participate in that. Yahuwah has re released us from that. We've been freed from that. We've been redeemed. We've been set free. Okay, again, he has equipped us with this Holy Spirit. Galatians gives you that, all of those, um, and we're going to read those. And I know we read them all the time. I read them all the time. But it's just to remind us who we are to be in terms of being like Yahuwah. And the fact that if we don't have these characteristics in our life, then we are not availing ourselves of Yahuwah's Spirit like we should be. And if that is the case, then what do we need to do? We need to repent of whatever sins that we have, whatever failings that we have. We need to, you know, not allow Satan to tell us that we are someone that we're not. You know, we are to remind ourselves of who we are. We are to ask Yahuwah to give us more of his spirit. We are to pray and ask him for knowledge, wisdom, understanding, truth, and love, right? And we are to try to learn to be led by his spirit, right? And of course, we, when we look, also I put in here about the armor, the armor of Yah, right? Prayer and faith and all that other stuff. That's how we are to grow and let his spirit be more in our lives and for us to learn to be led by his spirit. So we are equipped with the Holy Spirit. We're provided with spiritual armor from Yah to combat evil 
That's in Ephesians 6, 11. So again, we are peacemakers, drawn to Yahuwah by Yahuwah, redeemed from death to life, set free from the control of Satan, delivered from the present evil world, equipped with Yah's Holy Spirit, and provided with spiritual armor to combat evil. We need to remind ourselves of that on a daily basis, several times a day if necessary. And we need to remind each other of that um, because we are to be serving each other and helping each other. And if a sister or brother is down, if they don't have the right perspective and one of us is around and available, then we ought to help remind him, sister, you are called, you're chosen, you're loved, you're blessed, you are equipped, right? And of course, we are to pray for each other and to help each other along in this life as much as we can, right? We are set apart that is holy for the service to Yahuwah and others. So we are set apart. We're called out, set apart. We are Yahuwah's servants. First Peter tells us that we are a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. Again, why wouldn't we be royal? We are children of the king, children of the most high. We are prepared for the kingdom. We're going to be kings and priests. So of course we are royal, right? Royal. We're cleansed from unrighteousness. We're blessed by Yahuwah with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. That's what it says in Ephesians. That we are blessed by Yahuwah with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So that means what? Hallelujah. <laughs> Yahuwah has given us everything that we need spiritually, right? Every spiritual blessing, we have access to it. If we don't avail ourselves of it, it's our fault, right? Yahuwah has given it to us because he loves us. And he wants us to be victorious in the job that he has given us. He wants us to be victorious in our calling. He wants us to be in his kingdom. He wants us to serve in the positions and in the ways that he wants us to serve for our own benefit, for the benefit of our families and our loved ones and the world in general. We are those who have our names written in the book of life, right? We have our names written in the book of life. Now we don't want to get our names blotted out, right? But it says we're written in the book of life. We are the kings who will reign with Yahushua. That's what it tells us in, in Revelations, that we are going to reign with Yahushua. Now again, we don't understand necessarily everything, so I can't tell you exactly when the kingdom is going to come. I can't tell you exactly what form it's going to take. I can't tell you exactly what you'll be doing in your, your reign as a king, but the scripture says that we are going to reign with Yahushua. We're going to reign with them. So we're going to reign with them. That's in our future. That's in our future. And we are Yahuwah's servants. And again, Revelations 1.1 is not the only place that it tells us we are Yahuwah's servants. And that one is for us to go further, right? We are Yahuwah's servants. So if we are Yahuwah's servants, that means we have to be doing service, right? So what kind of service do we need to be doing? Again, we see dimly as through a, a glass, right? But we know that if we're servants, we have to be doing some service, right? So let's look and see maybe from scriptures what we might be, how we might be serving. We are called according to Yahuwah's purpose. So he has a purpose in calling us, right? And we know from Romans 8, 28 through 30 here, and we know 
that all things work together for the good to them that love Yah, to them who are called according to his purpose. So all things work together for the good. So that means what? Even those things in your life, my life, that we may think we've failed in, we fell short in, they've been painful, they've been hurtful, we didn't do it quite like we wanted to. Whatever it is, Yahuwah can work it for our good in accordance with his purpose. Maybe he can teach us faith. Maybe he can teach us that um, we can, by, through our pain, I think it says in one of Paul's letters, that we may better learn how to what? Have empathy for others, that we may better learn to serve others who might be going through something that we've gone through. And I just, for me, um, I've been pretty blessed, you know. Um, I think the hardest, the hardest thing I had to deal with was my, was my mother's death. Because I honestly didn't feel like she should have died when she died. <laughs> and I kind of feel like, you know, that didn't happen right. But that was the hardest thing I honestly had to deal with in life. That was the hardest thing. Everything else, I've had some few little traumas when I look back on them. Some of them I look back and I'm glad that Yahuwah didn't allow me to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> it was painful at the time, but now I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Right? Alright, so sometimes when we're going through things, Yahuwah knows best. He loves us. And we can see when we look back that, oh, Yahuwah had my back. He really had it. And I'm glad he did. And other things may be more difficult. But the situation is we just need to trust Yahuwah. Trust Yahuwah. Trust that he is almighty. That he is great. That he doesn't make mistakes. That he cannot fail. That his word is true. That he will do what he says he will do. He has a plan. His kingdom is ahead. And he, he just knows what's going on. Right? We need to trust him. All right, so we know that all things work together for the good to them that love Yah, to the, to whom to them who are the call who are called the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now I'm not going to go into predestination and all of that. That's one of those things that I don't know everything about. Okay, that's one of those things I have to see dimly through a mirror. I just know that this is what is written in Yahuwah's word. And I do understand this idea that, that if there are firstborn among many brethren, that I'm thinking there must be some secondborns. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay? So I, I do think I have that one. That if they're firstborns, there must be some others coming somewhere, somehow, right? Moreover, whom he did, did predestinate them, he also called, and whom he called them, he also justified, and whom he justified, he also glorified. Now, justified means what? We've been, um, in, in other words, he's, he's imputed righteousness to us, right? He's accepted us through Yahushua, right? So, um, you know, we, we have a relationship with him now. We can, we can be in good standing because of Yahushua. Otherwise, our sins were so that we, we couldn't approach him. We couldn't be in a relationship with him. He, could, we could, he wouldn't accept us. But through Yahuwah, Yahushua's sacrifice, through Yahuwah's provision by his love, he, we, we are accepted now. As long as we continue to walk 
in his ways and we are if we sin we confess our sin to restore that relationship we can remain in relationship with him but we have to be in a constant situation of if we're sinning we are acknowledging our sin we are repenting we are asking for forgiveness in order to keep a, a fellowship with him and with each other now he also glorified us so i'm looking at that as if you know we're blessed now, but I'm looking for a greater glorification in the future. That's the way my mind thinks. Now you think about that yourself and figure out what you think that means for you. But this is what the scripture says. Then he also glorified. Okay, so continuing in this one, and I want you to pay attention to some of what it says probably on the next one, but uh, what shall we say then to these things? If Yah be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Again, what is all things? What's included in that? Okay? Again, um, we have some things ahead of us that are more wonderful than we can imagine. Okay, so I'm thinking some of those wonderful things that we can't imagine is included in those all things, right? Those all things. And we just, we read previously that he had blessed us with every spiritual blessing, right? In heavenly places. So Yahuwah has great things for us. He's given us some things now, but I think there's even more and greater things ahead for us. Who shall lay anything to the charge of Yah's elect? It is Yah that justified. Who is he that condemneth? It is Messiah that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of Yah, who also maketh intercession for us. So that means that Yahuwah loves us, he's provided Yahushua for us, and again, if we sin, if we fall short, all we need to do is repent and ask Yahuwah for forgiveness, and Yahushua himself is making intercession for us. Okay? We are loved by Yah. Who shall separate us from the love of Yahushua or Yahuwah? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Yah, which is in Messiah Yahushua, our Master or our Lord. So, what does that say to you? It sounds to me like we may suffer some of these things, right? Some people may die, may be killed. Some people may suffer sickness, famine, nakedness, you know. But even so, Yahuwah loves us and we've got a future with him. Nothing can separate us from the love of Yahushua, except I think we can separate ourselves. Can we? I don't know. What do you think? Can you separate yourself from the love of Yahushua? Or do you think Yahushua will even hold you from that? 
Okay? But this sounds to me like it's pretty wonderful that Yahuwah loves us very much and that he has given great provision for us, right? So he says, um, nothing. Did I read that right? Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Yah, which is in Messiah, Yahushua, our mighty one. Okay? So we are loved. And I think if, if we are able to be separated at all, it would just have to be us walking away from him. He's never going to walk away from us. He's never going to walk away from us. Unless we, you know, sin and sin and we won't repent and we don't want to be with him anymore, right? Because again, he doesn't force us. He doesn't force us. We are called to serve others. This is Galatians. So Paul again wrote this, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty. So we've been freed. We've been freed from bondage to Satan and his ways. We are not to use our liberty for an occasion to, to sin, but we are to love and serve one another. So that again, we are called to love one another and there's more to be said about love and we're to serve each other. So we're to help each other in this journey in as much as we are able. And Paul specifically says sometimes that if you see a brother uh, weak, then you are to help, you know, lift him up, restore him up. You know, you're to help, you try to help him. We're equipped with Yah's Holy Spirit for service. So again, we've read this, but now let's look at these, the fruit of the Spirit. Again, it's all what we know. We probably all remember, memorize it. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And it says, if, and they that are Messiahs have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. And if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So Yahuwah has equipped us with, our, with his Holy Spirit. And we are in the process of becoming more like him every day, right? So in, in various ones of us are at different stages of the journey, right? We have different conditions and circumstances and all of that. So we may be at, at different places on this, on this journey, but we should be journeying to be more like Yahuwah and being more of who and what he wants us to be. And he has given us his Holy Spirit to equip us to do that, right? And it's, we have to claim it and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. We are provided with spiritual armor to combat evil. This is in Ephesians, also written by Paul, right? And I put all this on one page so that we can just look at these highlights. So if you can't read them, I'm going to... Um, read them out for you. But Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in Yahuwah. So we are to be strong as opposed to weak, right? With the Holy Spirit, it enables us to have some spiritual strength. We are to be strong in Yahuwah. And in the power of his might, so that's his Holy Spirit, put on the whole armor of Yah that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So these, this armor is to help us combat the devil and the evil and the darkness that is associated with him. 
For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Think about that. So even when we're dealing with humans that we think are you know, giving us a hard time or they're so terrible, remember there are spiritual forces at work. And those humans are dealing with those spiritual forces too. But maybe unlike you, those humans may not yet be called, may not yet be chosen, may not yet be equipped with Yahuwah's Holy Spirit. So we have to be loving like Yahuwah is loving and try to, you know, protect ourselves, yes, but at the same time, we have to maybe be more understanding and maybe try and show more love and maybe try to be the light and the salt that we're supposed to be, right? Think about that. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of Yah, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth. So what is the part of that armor? Truth. Truth. So Yahuwah's word is truth. So that means we've got to spend some time in the word, right? To get truth, to understand truth, to be able to apply truth in our lives. That's, that's a part of us saying who we are. If we believe Yahuwah's word is truth and Yahuwah has told us that we are chosen, we're called, we're equipped, we're blessed, then that's a part of the truth that we need to be able to speak into existence and to speak against dark forces and thoughts that come into our mind, right? So truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. And again, with righteousness, right, it's not so much I've worked out righteousness, or you've worked out righteousness. It's the righteousness that's been imputed to us through our faith in the sacrifice of Yahushua Messiah, right? Yahushua makes it possible for Yahuwah to look upon us as if we are righteous, as righteous because of our faith in the sacrifice of Yahushua and the fact that that sacrifice is acceptable to Yahuwah for covering our sins as long as we are repentant and we have faith in Yahuwah, Yahusha as our Messiah. Again, all of our so-called righteousness is as filthy rags. There's nothing that you or I, at least this is my understanding. Now, if you have a different understanding, live with that. But my understanding is there's nothing physical that I can do to earn righteousness before the holy righteous Yahuwah. Okay? There's nothing that I can do. He says, all is written. All of my so-called righteousness is as filthy rags. And I understand those are pretty dirty rags that they're talking about too, right? So... We have to have righteousness imputed to us by Yahuwah because he accepts the sacrifice of Yahusha to cover our sins. 
And we have to express faith in Yahuwah and Yahusha that you know this is the provision that they've made and this is what we accept and this is what our faith is in. Now that doesn't mean that we are to go out and do anything and live any kind of way because that would be contrary to all this other stuff we said, right? We are to obey Yahuwah, right? So that we can be blessed. We are to obey Yahuwah because we know that he loves us and he has given us instructions for our good, right? And we're going to read further that Yahuwah says if we love him, we will keep his commandments, right? And if we say we love him and we don't keep his commandments, we are a liar. So I'm not saying that because we cannot earn righteousness, that that means that we get to live as sinfully as we want. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying even in our best attempt to be as good as we want to be, right? To follow as many of Yahuwah's instructions as we can possibly follow, we are not earning righteousness. Righteousness is being imputed to us. We are considered righteous because Yahuwah has accepted the blood sacrifice of Yahusha as our savior, right? There's no other name whereby men may be saved. It's through Yahusha Messiah is how we are going to be able to receive salvation from Yahuwah, right? Okay, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of Yah that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So the good news of peace, right? Again, we are to be helping to spread that gospel message, the good news. We are to pe let people know that Yahuwah loves you and he's made provisions for this sinful world to one day not be this way. We're looking forward to the kingdom and this is what you can do now if you want to have a better life, right? Okay. And your feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you are, will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So faith, faith in Yahuwah, faith in Yahusha, faith in their word, faith in who Yahuwah says you are and what he has called you to do. Faith. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of Yah. So we're going to take the helmet of salvation, salvation again through Yahusha, trusting Yahuwah that he has made that provision for us. We are to use his Holy Spirit and his word, right? We've got to immerse ourselves in the word and the spirit. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we are to pray for each other, pray for ourselves. So prayer, faith, hope, the word of Yahuwah, the gospel of peace, truth, and accepting the fact that we've been declared righteous through our faith in Yahuwah. These are the armor that we've been given to help us combat evil and in particular, Satan and his demons, right? The darkness of this world. So we've been so why have we been equipped so well? Why have we been equipped so well? Yahuwah has a purpose, right? We're called for a reason. Now, when it came to Saul, now I'm not saying that we're the same as Saul, right? Because we didn't walk with Yahuwah, we didn't know, um, we weren't there in the time that Yahuwah, Yahuwah was there, and I didn't hear a voice from the sky. 
but Yahushua explained his purpose to Paul for, for calling Paul. So let's see what he said and let's think. Could Yahuwah have a similar purpose for us in these latter days? And, I'll, and we'll, we'll look at that a little more deeply. But in Acts 26, 15, you know, Saul was a dedicated, um, what? What would we call him? An Israelite? A Hebrew? A Jew? Uh, he was a, um, what, was he, what was he called? What kind of Jew was he? Pharisee. Pharisee. Okay, so Paul was real dedicated to cause, and he was out there trying to, you know, get rid of these people who were bringing in this new stuff, which probably was corrupting his version of what the truth was, right? So uh, Yahushua visited Paul and uh, struck him down, right? And he said, who art thou, Lord, a master? And he said, I am. And I thought I changed that. I guess I didn't. Yahushua, whom thou persecuted. But rise and stand upon your, the, your feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and to witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Look what he said. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto Yah, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So he sent Paul to open people's eyes, to help them move from darkness to light, to um, deliver them from the power of Satan, so that those people that Paul was going to could receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance, you know, and they were going to be sanctified by faith in Yahushua. Now that's kind of like who we are today, right? So do you think that perhaps in these latter days, when Yahushua has called you and me, and he has equipped us with his whole word, the Bible, which Paul didn't have everything that we have, right? Paul wrote some of the letters, but he didn't have everything that we have. And we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, do you think that perhaps um, Yahuwah might we want us to do similar things to what Paul is doing? I mean, look at what we have at our disposal today that can help do this. Pa how did Paul get around? Well, on a ship? Well, it probably wasn't even a steam engine, right? <laughs> it wasn't a steam engine. Uh, he didn't have a train. He didn't have a plane. He didn't have the internet. He didn't have an automobile. Look what tools we have at our disposal today. So do you think perhaps Yahuwah might want us to use some of these tools that we have to help spread the word today? Do you think that he might want us to help try to turn people from darkness to light? That he might want us to help try and deliver people from the power of Satan? That he might want us to help people receive forgiveness of their sins so that they too can have an inheritance and be sanctified by, through faith in Yahushua? I mean, we are well-equipped for a reason. We are children of Yah and joint heirs with Yahushua. This is what I mentioned. So we've been called by Yah's spirit. We're being called the sons of Yah. So the sons and daughters of Yah, right? Although in Yahushua, there's neither male nor female, slave nor Jew, Jew nor Greek, right? Slave nor free, Jew nor Greek. So sons, daughters, it's all the same, right? Um, 
But we are what? We have the spirit of adoption so that we can call him daddy, Abba, father. It says the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of Yah. And if children, then heirs, heirs of Yah and joint heirs with Messiah, if so that we suffer with him that we also may be glorified together. So he's given us his spirit. He's called us his children. He has a future for us that includes us being joint heirs with Messiah. And so if we have to do a little suffering on the way, let's do it. <laughs> so that we can receive the blessings that are ahead for us. So that we can be joint heirs with Messiah. Yah's purpose for us includes blessing all creation. So this is also in Romans, okay? And this is what I, I mentioned the other day and I didn't have the scriptures about how creation itself groans to be released from the, from the bondage that it's been put into as a result of that fallen nature that is there, that when Adam sinned, it just messed everything up, not just for humans, but for the whole planet. For it says, um, Romans 8, 18. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation, so that's everything, right? Waited for the manifestation of the sons of Yah. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of Yah. So what Yah has for us to do as his children in the future and now will involve having blessings on the entire creation. That's why Revelation talks about new heavens and new earth, right? New heavens and new earth. That's what it talks about. So when Yah finishes, there's going to be a regeneration of the planet, right? New creations, new heaven, new earth. And so everything is looking forward to being released from this evil world and what the corruption that has resulted from sin. We are to be a part of that as his, his children. That is a part of the big picture that I was saying for you to look at, that it's not just about your life and what little thing you are big thing that you feel that you're suffering now it's about who you are called to be what you are being equipped to do what is Yahuwah's purpose for calling you what great wonderful thing does he have ahead for you that is too wonderful for you to even imagine it's a part of some of this work perhaps at least I think so Yah's purpose for us includes blessing all of creation. But we know that the whole creation groaneth, I just read that, right? Travaileth in pain until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Again, first fruits means other fruits are coming. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies. But we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. But what a man sees, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we do not see, then we do with patience wait for it. So that's a part of this whole idea. So we don't see everything now. We don't understand everything. We might not know when the kingdom is come, gonna come necessarily, how is it gonna come, exactly how it's gonna be. 
exactly what we're going to do, but we're hoping for the fact that Yahuwah says it's coming. It's coming. And that we have been called to do some work in preparation for that kingdom coming, and then we are going to be kings and priests in that kingdom, so there's some work for us to do as kings and priests. And Yahuwah will assign us our task. So we need to be preparing ourselves for those tasks. We need to be you know, transforming our minds. We need to be availing ourselves of all the spiritual blessings that he has in heavenly places for us. We need to be um, using the armor that he's given us, using the fruits of his spirit. We need to be growing in grace and wisdom and knowledge and truth, right? And love. We need to be becoming more like Yahuwah, more like Yahusha. That's why we've got to, whatever we're dealing with, We've got to deal with it, but we got to see that we got to look beyond that. We got to go. We got to do the work. We got to do our training. You know, we've got to finish our schooling. We got to press on. We got to be victorious. And of course, we don't have to do it by ourselves. Yahuwah and Yahusha is giving us everything that we need to do it. We need only reach out to them, ask. Receive what they've already given us. Help each other along the way, right? Resist the devil. Declare to him who we are and to get behind us. Whatever we need, Yahuwah has provided for us. Everything, you know, in heavenly places, spiritual blessings, right? Every spiritual blessing. We have a glorious future with Yah. It says here, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which Yah has prepared for them that love him. Now this was a quote, okay, that, and I was going to look up in 1 Corinthians to try to see where this came from. I was assuming it came from the Old Testament. Matthew, do you know where in the Old Testament this was quoted from? I, I didn't have a time to look it up, but it's saying, but it is written, so it had to be written in one of the other books, right? But, it is, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which Yah has prepared for them that love him. Which means what? Yah's plan, Yah's purpose didn't just begin in the New Testament. Right? It didn't just begin with Paul's writings. As scripture talks about, you know, from the foundation of the world, some things have been in place, right? Yah has been planning. So Yah has been planning, and everything that has been happening, even with the prophets, they were looking forward to the coming kingdom. They were looking forward to the Messiah, right? So the, you had people hoping and believing and trusting that there would be a Messiah, that there would be a kingdom. You had the disciples saying, are you going to establish your kingdom now? Right? So now we're closer to the moment but this has been a long-range plan, right? It's still in the process. And we've been called to be a part of that process. And we are in a magnificent place considering the resources that we have that are maybe so much more than the prophets of old had. We have the internet. We have planes and trains and, you know, the printing press and computers and all this other stuff, right? And of course we have Yah's spirit. 
Not all of them had Yah's spirit dwelling within them, right? Yah's spirit dealt with some of them, like Moses, you know, but not everybody that believed in Yah necessarily had his spirit dwelling in them, right? As we have that opportunity now. Yahushua preached about Yahuwah's kingdom. And I don't know how I'm doing on time, Matthew, but I guess I'll, okay, it's okay. Okay, Yahushua preached about Yahuwah's kingdom. Matthew 4, 23 tells us, and Yahushua went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So Yahushua was preaching about the kingdom of Yah. And Matthew 24 says, and this gospel, this is toward the end, right? This, is a, this was a big, um, a big scripture that the Worldwide Church of God really emphasized, you know, that um, Matthew 24, that whole book. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. So this gospel of the kingdom has to be preached, and that's one of the things that has to happen before the end comes. So we're preaching the gospel of the kingdom today. You're preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And Matthew is preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And the worldwide church of God was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. <laughs> the, the apostles preached about Yahuwah's kingdom as well. So in Acts, here 8, it says, But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of Yah, in the name of Yahushua, Messiah, they were baptized, both men and women. So that means Philip was preaching about the kingdom of Yah. Acts 28:23. And when they had appointed him a day, this is concerning Paul, right? There came many to him into his lodging to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of Yah, persuading them concerning Yahushua, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning to evening. That is what I was just saying, right? They were looking forward to the Messiah, and it was written back in the law of Moses and out of the prophets. It was all talking about the coming kingdom of Yahuwah and that Yahusha, the Messiah, that would redeem the world, right? That would die for the sins. That's why those things that happened to him uh, when he was on the earth, it had been prophesied. What, what is it? Psalms 26 or 9 or something talking about how he was going to be beaten and everything. It's been prophesied. See, who has been at work on this plan? And now he's given us an opportunity to be a part of that great fulfillment of that plan. So we cannot lose sight of the big picture. We've got to keep the big picture in mind. We've got to do our work to prepare to, to fulfill the purpose that Yahuwah has given us in terms of what he is doing on the earth for our good and for the good of the planet. Acts 28, 31, preaching the kingdom of Yah and teaching those things which concern the master Yahushua with all confidence, no man forbidding him. So that's what Paul was doing. He was preaching about the kingdom of Yah and teaching the people concerning um, Yahushua Messiah. So again, here it is in Hebrews. Wherefore, we, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve Yah acceptably with reverence and uh, godly fear. Hearken, my beloved brethren, have not Yah chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? Again, we can be heirs of the kingdom. 
If we love Yahuwah, then that is part of our promise that he, we can be heirs of his kingdom. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our master and savior, Yahushua Messiah. So again, Peter talking about the everlasting kingdom. So James was talking about the everlasting kingdom. Peter is talking about the kingdom. Paul is talking about the kingdom. Yahushua talked about the kingdom. That's what we have to keep in mind. Yahuwah has a kingdom that is coming that he's going to establish that we can be a part of the kingdom. We are kings and priests who will reign on earth. This is from Revelations. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Yahushua Messiah who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. Again, he's the first begotten. So what does that mean to me? That means there are going to be some others begotten from the dead, right? And we are told in 1 Corinthians and Thessalonians and all of that, that people are going to be caught up to meet him. And he, he, in one place, Paul tells them, you know, don't be ignorant. You know, the dead are going to be raised to meet him when he comes, right? So, um, and from Yahushua Messiah, who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Again, we are washed from our sins in the blood of Yahushua. That's how we can be righteous, right? That's why we, how we can be forgiven. And he hath made us kings and priests unto Yah, his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever and ever. So we have been made kings and priests okay so we understand about being Melchizedek priests now right but we are also destined to be kings in the kingdom this is another place uh, here in uh, Revelations 5 it says and they sang a, sung a new song saying thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals talking about Yahushua lamb slain right because it, it was this idea in heaven, who can open this book? Nobody was thought worthy to be open the book. And then he looked back and saw one as if he was a lamb slain, right? And then they started singing this song. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hath redeemed us to Yah by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hath made us unto our Yah, hallelujah, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. So again, we don't know everything about how that it's going to be, but it says we're going to be kings and priests, and we're going to reign on the earth. Yahuwah will reign forever. So this is Revelation 11, um, 15. And the seventh angel sounded. So you know there's seven angels with trumpets, right? And so this is the last trumpet, or the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our, and it probably said our God, so I changed it to our Yah and his Messiah, and he shall reign forever and ever. So it's going to be what? An eternal kingdom. If it goes on forever and ever, it's an eternal kingdom. So that's the big picture. That's the big picture. Not just our life here on this earth, we have an opportunity to be a part of an eternal kingdom that Yahuwah is planning and has been planning for a very long time.
Very long time. So New Jerusalem is our destiny. Keep that in mind. Revelation 21, 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from Yah out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Yah is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and Yah himself shall be with them and be their mighty one, their Yah, their they're, they're, they're God, you know, they're, they're mighty one. And Yah shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yah is wonderful. He loves us. He is magnificent. He has a great plan. He has called us. He's elected us, he's chosen us, he's equipped us, and he wants us to be, you know, a part of it. So don't lose your opportunity by getting tripped up on this little stuff that we're dealing with as humans on the earth. And think about the great opportunity that you have to serve others to help them also be able to be a part of New Jerusalem. Okay, Revelation 21, 5, and he, he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Hallelujah. Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his Yah, and he will be my son. Now, uh, this reminds me of when Yahushua stood up at the feast on the eighth day, right? So in my mind, I always think about that eighth day of the feast being representative of this, what's going to happen here in the, in the uh, kingdom, in New Jerusalem, that our Alpha and Omega, Yahushua Messiah, right, is going to be the one that will, as he said, come to me if you're thirsty and I'll give you water, rivers of life flowing to that degree. I may not have it exactly right, but you know what I mean, right? And I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his Yah and he will be my son. That is what we have ahead of us. So no more curse. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of Yah and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. So this is the, the New Jerusalem, the kingdom, right? No more curse. So my question to you, and Matthew, I guess I'll wrap it up soon, but I've got some more verses. I've got some more things, because now we're just now getting to this forgiveness part, right? Because I entitled this um, Forgiveness Something About Our Victory, right? Forgiveness Essential for Our Victory. All right. So will you allow anything to deny yourself the blessing of Yahuwah's kingdom? That's a question for you. Will you allow anything to deny yourself the blessings of Yahuwah's kingdom? Will you allow trials? Will you allow the enemy? Will you allow other humans? Will you allow your own flesh? 
Will you allow unforgiveness to deny you the blessings of Yahuwah's kingdom? That's a question to ask yourself and ask yourself that daily if you have to. Will I allow these trials? Will I allow these enemies? Will I allow the, the, the dark one? You know, the, will I allow that person, that man, that woman, that boy, that girl, that job, whoever, will I allow my own flesh, my desire for whatever it is, will I allow that or will I allow my inability to forgive somebody for some sin that they have done against me Will I allow that to deny me the blessing of you who is kingdom? I hope the answer is no. Okay? Because Yahuwah says um, he will forgive us. He will forgive us. But we'll see that we have to forgive others as well. So Yahuwah loves us. And it says, this is what he says in 2 Chronicles 4, 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. So we've got to acknowledge sin or wickedness. We've got to be willing to turn from it. And we've got to ask for forgiveness in order to be forgiven and have our lands and our lives healed, right? Because my land right now, spiritually, is my life, right? <laughs> And, you know, we can talk in terms of the country, but individually, it's like my life, right? Um, he will forgive. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what John says in 1 John 1, 9. So if we confess our sins, Yahuwah is faithful and he is just and he will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's why I said... We've been redeemed by the blood of Yahushua. But if we should sin, we've got to constantly be in a state of confessing our sins and repenting from our sins and asking for forgiveness in order to stay in a right relationship with Yahushua and Yahuwah. Yahuwah will forgive and forget our sins. So that's the wonderful thing about it. You know, we might sometimes not forgive ourselves so readily, but the scripture says Yahuwah will forget our sins. Jeremiah 31, 34 says, And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, No, Yahuwah, but they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith Yahuwah. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more. So th this to me sounds a little bit like it's a future prophecy too. When what does it say that, um, I think it says that the name of Yahuwah will be uh, cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That kind of thing. But the idea is it's saying here that Yahuwah is willing to forgive sins and, and not remember them anymore. So when he forgives us, we are forgiven. We must forgive others if we want Yahuwah to forgive us, though. And that's a part of what we read in the prayer uh, that we've read, um, I think, the second time. Maybe the, the first and the second time. But it, in Matthew 6, it says, And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Okay? So this is Yahushua talking to his disciples so about how important it is to forgive. If we want Yahuwah to forgive us, we have to forgive others. So that's what he said to his disciples. We are his disciples today. So I believe he's saying the same thing to us. If we want to be forgiven, we have to be willing to forgive others. 
So again, Luke says the same thing. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. We must forgive others. Mark um, 11, 12, and I mean 25 and 26 says the same thing. He's telling them when you're praying, if you're praying to Yahuwah and you, um, you want to be forgiven, if you have something against someone else, okay, you need to go and what? Forgive that other person. And then you can be forgiven. So let me read it here. So, uh, and hopefully I wrote all the verses down. And when you stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So if you have anything against somebody, you need to forgive them so that Yahuwah will forgive you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So you've got to forgive others. He says, judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. So rather than judging and condemning each other, if we feel like someone has done something wrong against us, we need to forgive them, right? And then, so that we can be forgiven. So it's very important. We are to forgive others repeatedly. Do you remember that time? It says here, take heed to yourself. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespasses against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, then you shall forgive him. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a much, right? <laughs> but that's what Yahuwah says. Someone sins against you seven times, not one time in a lifetime, one time in a month, or one time in a year, one time last year. But if they come and they, they do something against you seven times, then you have to forgive them. Seven times. Again, we're to forgive repeatedly. Peter was asking um, our master Yahushua, uh, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? And then he says, Yahushua said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. That's a lot. And he, I don't think he was suggesting that you count out that many times, 490 times. I think he was just saying, you know, forgive a lot, forgive a lot, right? Keep forgiving. All right, now I won't read through this whole parable, but um, I wrote it here. I think I'm probably uh, going a little long, but um, this parable of the unforgiving servant, it has to do with the servant owing a, a master, right? And then that, that person is about to be thrown in, in prison or whatever, and then uh, the master forgives them. But then the servant goes and he doesn't show the same kind of mercy to someone who owes him. I think I will read it. Is that okay? I'll read it. Okay, so Matthew 18, 23. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be bestowed, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and the payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet 
and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that, he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all the debt because thou desired me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors, so he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. So the idea is we have much to be forgiven from Yahuwah. And if we won't forgive others a small amount, then Yahuwah won't forgive us the much. So we have to forgive others. Now, I'm going to uh, go through this real quickly, but I just decided to say this, and you can see whether or not you agree with me. I think the key to forgiveness is love. Love is the key. When we understand, again, who we are and what we're called to, to do and who we're called to represent and who we're called to be like, and what Yahuwah's spirit is equipping us to do. Because remember, one of the fruit of that spirit is love, right? Love, joy, peace. So if we're uh, operating in the love of Yahuwah, then we will be able to forgive others. Yahuwah loves us. Yahusha loves us. And we must love others. And I hope I'm not going too long. Forgive me if I am, okay? But I'm almost done. <laughs> I just want to wrap it up. I just want us to, to really see that big picture, right? We've got to keep the big picture in mind. We've got to keep the big picture in mind. Who are we? Who Yahuwah is calling us to be? What he's equipped us to do? You know, his spirit and what function it has in our life and how we are to represent Yahuwah to the world. How we are to be servants to each other and to the world. How we are to be Yahuwah's servants. I just want us to really understand that and to think about that. And to me, that's what these feasts are about, especially the Feast of Tabernacles. It's about us having our minds transformed to beyond the earth and to the kingdom and what our purpose is and what we're supposed to be doing and why it's so important for us to grow. Yours example in forgiveness. This is a example, right? Our Messiah came to this earth because he loved us. He willingly laid his life down. He suffered at the hands of humans. And what did he say? Before he died, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That was his example of forgiveness. <coughs> Excuse me. Because he loved us. He loved the world. Because again, he didn't just die for us. He died for the entire world. But that was his example of forgiveness. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And we ought to follow his example. Now, hopefully we're not going to be tortured and killed like that. But the idea is love motivates forgiveness. Yahushua died for us because he loves us. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends. Remember I said we are Yahushua's friends? Yahushua's friends? If you do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, 
but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father I have made known unto you. Now he was talking to his disciples. We are his disciples and we know the things that he has made available to us in his word, many of which I'm reading to you today, which you have your word, which is a part of your, what, armor. So as you read his word and you're listening to these things, then you are being informed about what he's doing and has done and will do. And we are his friends. We are to love all. You have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the same? Again, we are representing Yahuwah. So we have to love even those who do not love us because Yahuwah does that. And if we are being transformed to be like him, then that's where we have to be growing to be, right? We can't just love those who love us. We have to love even our enemies and those who persecute us. Obedience and love are required. Obedience and love are required. We said before that if we love Yahuwah, we'll obey him. And we said if we obey him, we'll be blessed. But it says here in John, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Again, Yahushua loved us enough to lay his life down, and he loved us enough to obey his Father. And he wants us to obey his father and him. Now, I will say here that some people say, oh, Yahushua's commandments would just love thy neighbor as thyself and love Yah with all thy mind, heart, soul, and so on. And of course, that is good and we would do that. But at the same time, you know, the father's commandments and all of his commandments are commandments that are given for our good. And we are to, uh, you know, obey, obey him. Because we love him and because he understands that he loves us. Yahuwah is love. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. That he loved not his brother abided in death. So if we don't love our brothers, we abide in death. If we love our brothers, we, are, we go pass from death to life. My little children, let us not love the word in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of Yah, and everyone that loveth is born of Yah, and knoweth Yah. He that loveth not, knoweth not Yah, for Yah is love. So we have to, if we are going to love Yah, we're going to be representative of Yah, we're going to have Yah's spirit functioning in our life, and we are truly going to love others, including our enemies, but especially our brethren. So that is the end. Uh, again, just wrapping up, we got to know who we are and we have to see the big picture and we have to equip ourselves with the tools that Yahushua has given us to live this life so that we can fulfill our purpose and our purpose is way beyond just the physical fleshly part of this life that Yahuwah's kingdom is coming and that we have been called to be kings and priests in that kingdom and Yahuwah would like us to be preparing so that we can be good and faithful servants 
who will be receiving those rewards and all those wonderful things that we cannot imagine that he has prepared for us. So I say, hallelujah. Praise Yahuwah for his love, his goodness, and for his plans for us. Praise Yahusha for, and Yahuwah for our redemption and our restoration through Yahusha, our Savior. And I say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Our mighty one is great and worthy of all praises. Thank you.